Hey guys, this is Bruce and welcome to Convo Courses Podcast. This is going to be a short one. I just wanted to talk to you guys about cybersecurity, IT jobs, resume marketing. Now we talked about this the last time we did a live podcast, but I want to talk about it again and go into a little bit greater detail. And my purpose here is to help people to know what to put on the resume to actually get a job in cybersecurity because a lot of people are asking me questions about like, Hey, Bruce, you know, I'm, I'm in IT. Like, what, what do I, I'm trying to get a level up in my job. I'm trying to make more money. Like, what do I do? So I'm about to tell you exactly what I do on my resume. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go into pretty good detail about it. And I'm going to show you where you can get your own resources on how you can figure this stuff out. Now, this is what you're seeing here on the screen. If you happen to be watching me, if you happen to be listening, I'll explain everything. I'm writing a book called Cybersecurity Jobs Resume Marketing. And it's going to be a series of books that's going to break down exactly how to target what category of cybersecurity you want because it's a pretty big field and it breaks down into all these different parts. And then it's going to talk about how to actually market yourself, how to get the keywords, how to find those keywords in that targeted market, and then put those in your resume and then how to actually write an impact and action statement bullet in your resume that's very powerful and it's been working for me for years. This is stuff I learned from the military when I was getting out and also just from experience just like doing this stuff myself. So let me just get down to what I'm talking about here. Now what what you should do if you have any IT experience is you got to put what you've done on there as far as your cybersecurity. Like what, and if you've done IT, more than likely you've done cybersecurity. You just didn't know it. And so I have evidence of that. Let me show you evidence of that. So what I do is security compliance. And in security compliance, we have to know a lot of the security controls that go into not only the information system, but the, the organization as a whole. Meaning, it's not just the actual system that you're locking down and putting, you know, very complex passwords or making sure it has audit logs or making sure there's a, a host-based firewall on it and stuff like that and antivirus and all. Those are all security controls that you're probably familiar with. If you've ever done any of those things, guess what? You, you've done cybersecurity and you need to put it in your resume. So in this book, what I'm going to do is tell you not only what keywords to put in there and where to find those keywords – but also how to word it, how to word it and explain how you how you participated, how you conducted and enabled configurations for security controls. In secure in in security compliance, I'm very familiar with all of the rules and all the security controls. And one of the actual compliance frameworks that I use is NIST 800, but there's many others. There's HIPAA. There's PCI compliance. There's some of them are just laws that kind of briefly explain what you can and can't do. Some of them are in very great detail like NIST 800. And one of them is called the CIS security control. So I use that one as an example in my book because it's just a perfect it's, – it's perfect for what I'm trying to show you because NIST 800 is just has, – it has over 1,000 controls. <laughs> so that one wouldn't be – it wouldn't be right for this particular book. Like if I, I'm writing a, a, a book about that one or I'm breaking it down differently. And I actually have written written a book on that one already, but I'm, I'm writing another, a whole series of books just on this 800 and how you can use it practically. But for the purposes of getting your work experience in, what I do is I tell you, okay, here's how you put it in. Here's the format you use that's going to help you to get your resume in front of more people. It's called an ATS style resume. Here's how here's how the date should look. Here's how it should look when you put your position in. Here's how all of that stuff's in here. But more importantly what I do is and there's some misspellings in here because I have I've got to edit it. I'm actually working on that now. But uh, I just kind of took a breather and, and took a break so I can show you guys what I'm doing here. So what I want to show you that's important is let me see. I'm getting down. Oh, here it is right here. So here, if you could see my screen, these are all the controls that that are in the CIS security, critical security controls. This is also known as the SANS, SANS top best practice, best security practices. But 
these controls explain all the things that an organization needs to have in order to secure their system. If you've done any of these things as an IT professional in your profession, any whatever profession you're in, profession you're in, you've done these things, you have done security and you need to put it on your resume. You need to put it up front in your resume. So let me just go through a couple here to give you an example. So I'll pick a couple here. One is here what's a good one? Let me see. If you've done okay, here's here's a good one. Here's a couple good ones. One is email. Oh, we'll start with audit logs. I like that one. Audit log management. If you've ever turned enabled audit logs, for example, if you've ever monitored audit logs, if you've ever for any reason had to analyze the audit logs, that's a security, that's a cybersecurity thing you gotta put on your resume. And audit logs, if you didn't know, another name for it is event event viewer, event logs. You know, different systems call it like slightly different names, but it's all it means the same things. It's the logs that are in the back end of the system that's telling you if the system is shut down or if somebody is if somebody has attempted to log into the system but it was logged in unsuccessfully or or successfully or whatever. Those are logs, audit logs. Another thing we'll talk about is if email and browser protections email and browsers is probably one of the biggest threat vectors or biggest ways that that attackers adversaries can actually infiltrate an organization because email think about it phishing like when somebody sends a fake email with a clickable link and then then somebody who doesn't know any better they click on that link and it takes them to a malicious site that malicious site downloads something to their system yeah, that's that's one of the main ways right now that's happening that that sites and organizations are getting infiltrated. And web browser protection, that's another one. Everybody interfaces with the internet. Most of the 99% of their interactions with the internet is through a browser. So it's important that that browser is up to date. It's important that it has any extensions, those are approved in extensions, things like that. Malware defense, that's another one. This is like making sure you have antivirus so let me show you how do you word these on your resume how would you go about wording so what i did was i broke each one of these sections down to explain how you word these on your resume so let's go to the ones we just talked about we'll go to audit audit log management so what first of all I'll explain what it is audit log management audit logs are gathered on servers in user systems routers and other systems to prevent to detect, prevent, and understand possible security incidents on the enterprise. That's what they're for. It's not just for security. It's actually for maintenance as well. So how can we word this? So one of the things we could say is that you ensured that audit logs were enabled in a mixed mode environment. Mixed mode means like you didn't have just Windows. You had Mac and you had Linux or whatever. And you allowed detection of threats against assets, against assets and cyber security okay this one I, I have to reword this one <laughs> i did reword that one so in my, my next draft but let me let me just give you another example conducted security audit log and analysis to detect anomalies or abnormal events that might match adversarial tactics techniques and procedures that are in the miter attack framework and the reason why i put these together this this sentence is is very tactical because i put a whole bunch of keywords in there they want to see that you know the miter attack framework if you don't know what it is go look it up it's it's really important to cyber threat intelligence whenever you do cyber threat intelligence it's like a breakdown of different types of attacks and i'm sure most of these you'll be familiar with like how do people infiltrate a, a network via a Trojan, a Trojan horse? How do they how do they actually infiltrate? MITRE talks about things like that. MITRE talks about cross-site scripting. MITRE talks about escalation of privileges. It breaks all these things down and kind of gives gives you an idea of the path that an attacker, an adversary takes to get into a, a network. And you use the terminology to... to uh, basically establish a pattern when and this is really good for writing reports it's really good for your resume it's really good for articulating what kinds of threats and what kind of vulnerabilities you have to avoid within your organization so this is a really good keyword and i see it all over 
things like if you're going for a cybersecurity analyst, MITRE, you, you need to have that on your resume. And then uh, audit log analysis, this is another key word. So you can see that what I'm doing is I'm talking about, I'm giving the action of what you did pertaining to cybersecurity. So if you've done IT, more than likely you, you've done something with audit logs. You have to articulate that. So I give you several different examples here of how you can articulate and how you, how you can word your, uh, the, the bullets on your resume. And I apologize for this. This is like a rough draft. I'm actually, I have another updated one that I've, I'm working on on my other computer. So let me show you another one. And here's another one right here. This one doesn't even have bullets on it. This is showing you how. I'm literally working on this as we speak. So bear with me here. Let me just uh, put some bullets on it so it's clearer to, to read. Okay. So this one is CIS Control 9 Email and Web Browser Protections. What is it? So it's protection of email and web browsers. And, and this has everything to do with what we talked about earlier, which is making sure that users are educated on things like social engineering. What is it? How do you avoid suspicious emails and clicking and opening up things that you shouldn't open? Well, how do you put this on your resume? Because more than likely, you, if you've done IT for some time, you have done something with this. Now, keep in mind, if you haven't done this before and you're trying to get into IT, if you're trying to get into cybersecurity, this is a great opportunity for you to know what you need to, what experiences that you need to have, what things you need to study, because this is the kind of thing that employers are actually looking for. So let's just go through a couple of these. So one is updated signatures on enterprise antivirus software for proactive protection of 1500 endpoint devices and servers on the land. So we've got a couple of really good keywords here. We're talking about antivirus software. We're talking, we gave an, an impact. Now, this is another thing. You use numbers to establish the impact to your actions because it's one thing to have an action, but it's a whole uh, another to actually show the impact of what you did so that the employer, when they're reading your resume, they're like, okay, this guy does know how to do antivirus, but wow, they did 1,500 endpoint devices? Okay, this person really knows what they're talking about. And another step you can do is actually name the actual software that you used. That's also a great tactic because a lot of times, like what I've noticed in right now, I'm, I'm actually interviewing for jobs and stuff, and they keep asking me specifically, do you know semantic endpoint protection? Because that was on my resume, they keep asking me about it. And have I implemented it? Have I maintained it? Have I configured it? All those kinds of questions. So you can name the actual antivirus, enterprise antivirus that you actually use, whether it's Sophos or if it's Semantic or, 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 or McAfee or whatever it is. You can name it so that they'll know which one you're using. And that becomes a key word as well. Let's see here. Set up DLP technologies like Proofpoint, email. See, this one I'm, I'm mentioning it. DLP and CASB, Microsoft Information Protection, MIP, Microsoft Security Suite, Defender. So I'm naming a whole bunch of, 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 of tools here. Tools are also a are also a key word. So that's something that you should also mention on there. Okay, let's keep going. There's a couple of other ones here, but let's go to the last one here. Malware defense. Now, this is most people who are in IT have done this before. So if you've done this, you've got to mention it on your resume. You've got to put these security features. Anytime you've interacted with a security control, you have to put it on your resume. Otherwise, the employer is not going to know if what you've done so this is one of the main ones and this is most people have done this if you've done it you've put in you've updated the antivirus software you've you've updated the signatures of the antivirus software you've removed antivirus on there so you've got to put it on your resume and this one actually on my i didn't actually put the the breakdown of the of bullets here but it's on my this will be in the book. So just stay tuned for this. I just, the reason why I decided to do this book, I took a, a kind of a respite from the risk management framework series because people kept asking me the same questions, the same questions over and over and over again 
about like, hey, Bruce, what do I put on my resume? Like what what do I, how can I get in? I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm working in a job that's not I'm not getting paid a lot, but I've been I have 15 years of experience. And why am I not able to get six figures? Why am I not able to get a better job? And then I look at their resume and they're not really talking about cybersecurity. And I'm like, you want to get a cybersecurity job, but you didn't mention cybersecurity on your resume. And I'm like, you got to put it on your resume. So they'll send me their resume. I'll take a look at it. And there's nothing on there that talks about cyber. So what I'll do is I'll just put in some keywords and I'll say, look, this is the kind of stuff you have to do. And now I'm trying to put it into a book form where I can just give it, basically give it away because it's going to be a pretty cheap book. It's not going to be expensive, but it's going to help a lot of people out. So that's kind of what I'm going with this. and. I'll, I'll let me see if I can answer a couple questions here. I see a couple people have joined me. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys. I know this is not the normal time that I do this. Smooth Virus says 1,500, more like 150,000. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Okay, so let me let me go to. I had some stuff open here. If it didn't crash on me, we got some questions. Let me see if I, I'll just answer like one or two. I won't keep you guys too long here. And this will. This will actually be an audio file. If if you didn't know, I have a if you go to Podbean, right, if you go to Podbean combocourses.podbean, that's where my actual podcast is and I've been putting them out daily. So go ahead and check that out. There's a whole bunch of them that I that I I hadn't released, so I've been releasing those ones in podcast. Let's see. Let me see if I can answer some relevant questions here. Okay, somebody saw, talked about the the Kia challenge. I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's something's going on where people are stealing Kias using a USB cable. Kias and Hondas, Hondas, I believe, of a certain type. It's called the Kia challenge. Look that up. It's pretty, especially if you have a Kia. Hyundai, that's what it is. Kia or Hyundai. Let me see. See if I can answer some more questions here. It's mostly about the Kia challenge. Somebody asked me about my book. I probably need to respond to that one. Whoa. Okay, that should have been blocked. Okay, I'm going to go to TikTok. Let's see if there's some questions here. Lately, I've been getting a lot of questions on TikTok. And so I answer these one at a time directly usually. But let me see if I can answer at least one. Could I get into cybersecurity with just one year of help desk? And one of these certs, absolutely you can. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So if you if you have if you've been on the help desk for a year, more than likely you have done cybersecurity. So that's that's this is exactly what I'm talking about. You have done cybersecurity before. You just have to put it on your resume. If you put it on your resume, you, you will you will get hits. You will get people contacting you about this, and that's what this book is all about. Let me see if I can bring that up again. Nine, which one, which version? Okay. I've got so many. That's when I write. I have a whole bunch of versions. I have a whole bunch of versions of my book where I'm, I'm constantly updating, updating the book and stuff. So let's see. Set up marketing. I'll tell you how to market. Once you create an awesome resume with loaded with keywords and, and lots of action and impact statements i show you how to market it and this is something that's been working for me for many many years i've been using the same thing and what i didn't know that i was doing right is i was using the correct format for my resume i didn't know until recently it's called ats style resume and it looks a little bit like this it's very plain it doesn't have any kind of and that's the thing my i have an ugly resume it's ugly and there's misspellings in my resume <laughs> Somebody point. I was in an interview, and somebody pointed that out to me. and said, "Hey, did you know that you have some misspellings here?" And they were like, "I don't care about that, but you you know, you might want to fix that." <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" And I still got that job, by the way. It's crazy, right? And it's because my resume is dope. My resume is really good. It's, it's loaded with keywords. It's, it's highlighting all the security stuff I've done. This is what an ATS style resume looks like. It's just plain. It's just like so. This is what you'll do if you are help desk. You've been doing it for one year. You you have to put ATS style resume on your cybersecurity resume, and then you got to mention all the times you've done cybersecurity. You can't just talk about in uploading 
or installing windows it's got to be what security patches did you put on that windows device how did you help the organization reduce the risk stuff like that and this is stuff that when you're in the weeds when you're on the help desk when you're your system admin when you are a firewall even firewall guys sometimes they're not seeing the big picture of what's going on which which is making sure the security posture of the organization remains at a certain level right they're not seeing the big picture but you got to put that big picture on your resume and the way that you can pinpoint that is look at the actual security look at the actual security controls the best practices the cis controls is one that's only one you could do pc you can look at pci they have a breakdown of all the security controls and they look very much very very similar to cis NIST 800 is really exhaustive and it goes into super great detail and stuff. You can also use those too. This one I found is like one of the best breakdowns because it just gets right to the point. There's only 18 controls, security controls in the CIS version 8. I think, I think version 7, the previous version has like 22 controls. Either way, it's covering the same ground all the best security practices and that's the stuff you got to put in your resume i'm going to do another actual TikTok of this where i break this down and so so we'll we'll cover that in greater detail bark says i've got lots of work to do on my fed resume yeah man like this kind of stuff right here is what you want to make sure you put on there this kind of stuff right here these things if you've done any of these things you got to put it on your resume and my my new book is going to break down like how you word it for each one of these controls if you've done this before give you an idea like okay have i configured data recovery systems have i done that before how do i word that in, a, in an impactful way that shows that not only have i done it but i impacted this organization i helped them with their security bark says by the way got your your rmf book was there a part one? There's a part one and a part two to the RMF books. So let me see if I can bring that up. The RMF book has a part one and a part two, and I'm actually working on a part three, but that's gonna that one's gonna take me a little longer because it's it's talking about SCA or security control assessments. Let me show you. Okay, I'm gonna show you on two different platforms. I'm gonna show you on Audible. And then I'll also show you, because I've got an audible version of it. If you happen to be driving on your commute, you can actually just listen to it. Or if you happen to be jogging or something, listen to it if you want to know more about risk management framework and the controls and how it's broken down and stuff like that. The other one is Amazon. Let me show you. So if you go to Amazon or you go to Audible and you type in just R-M-F-I-S-S-O. And you will find my book, both books, R-M-F-I-S-S-O. Okay, let me just show you here what I'm talking about. Here it is on Audible. You can listen to it right now if you like. The, one, the first one is very short. It's only like an hour long. It's a guide. It's an overview. Like if you were like wondering, like what is NIST 800? If you're crazy enough to like say, what is NIST 800 like this breaks it down in one hour I break down like what not only what is is it is but how do you actually implement it how do you as an information system security officer I'm hitting it from that perspective H how you actually how you actually implement it as a, a cybersecurity person and then the next book goes into greater detail about the controls and what I do is I talk about like here's here's the controls and here's what you do in with each one of the control families. I don't there's a thousand controls, so I don't go in all thousand controls. That'd be a super boring book. I also use practical things that have actually happened to me in the, each one of those families. Not just happened to me, but happened to people I know. Things that are going like I mentioned the the I don't know if you guys remember the co the colonial pipeline. Where does that fit in with the risk management framework? Where does that fit in with security controls? I use real world examples so you can get an a, a an idea of what that control family really means. So that that's the two books right there. One's 4 hours long, the second book is 4 hours long. 
So I, I think it's a really good a really good book. I, I haven't seen anybody write it like that before. So where you're using practical stuff. And I'm kind of doing the same thing with the SEA book. The SEA book is going a lot deeper than I wanted. I, it's kind of like when you write, sometimes the book goes in its own direction. And that's kind of what's happening with SEA. It's just getting way longer than I thought it was going to get. <laughs> I'm trying to, I got to chop it down a little bit. Let's see. Bruce helped me land a federal contract job in cybersecurity management man smooth smooth virus is is the man <laughs> this person i know i know personally so the advice he gives you does work man it really really does work and i only i only mention it because i've been doing it for years it's it's the same tactic i've been using for years and i, I constantly get work i'm never I don't have to worry about not having a job because I use this technique and I'm con I sometimes I gotta turn the tap off, right? I turn it on and it's like a flood of all of these different opportunities and I gotta turn it off. I gotta turn the taps off so it stops and right now I'm I'm going through that process right now and it's something else. I'm not actually doing background checks and stuff with a job that I that I got chosen for. Bark says awesome. I have a good state level experience, but but new to fed oh okay that's great man that fits right that fits right into the state federal stuff it, it's kind of goes hand in hand with I, I believe state uses nist right well some states use the the nist 800 framework so you'll if if that's the case you'll fit right right in there federal stuff does does things a little bit different there's a lot more details I, and then Smooth Virus says, I can't get them to stop emailing me. <laughs> yeah, exact, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. You got to make sure all of your, uh, like, it, monsters got to be turned off. Like, make the make your resume invisible. You've got to turn off. But what happens is, so what happens, Smooth Virus, is that the, it works so effectively. He's talking about the this this method that I have. It works so effectively because... Because when you when you put the resume into their database, it stays there. It stays in their database for years. I got people calling me from a resume that went into their database five years, literally five years ago, and they're contacting me and say, Hey, are you on the market? Like your resume fits this job that just opened up with Boeing or with with whoever, right? All of these different companies. And they're calling me from five. My resume is five years old in their database, and sometimes I'm like, "Nah, that's that's my old resume. Like, here's my new one. Like, here's here's an updated resume." It really works. Like this technique really, really works. So if you if you're like really looking for a job, you're really trying to level up, then then you should be looking out for this book because it's coming soon. It's coming within the next thirty days for sure. And then I'll have a follow up book where I break down something called a nice cyber security workforce where i break down each category if you're trying to level up from one category to another if you're from it and you want to target a specific genre of cybersecurity because there's many different kinds then then that's going to be the second book and that one i should be able to knock out pretty fast i hope and then i'm thinking about a third book in that series where i'm talking about either remote work because i've been able to remote work remotely for for over six years now and then i'm thinking about doing one for entry level because i get a lot of questions on that one as well so those books are incoming first book in the series is going to be called Cybersecurity jobs resume marketing and that one's coming real soon and and it really really works it's all about finding patterns finding patterns and exploiting those patterns and putting that on your resume it, it's like you're hacking it's like you're hacking the entire system to make sure that your stuff rises to the top every time. And it's really, really been working for me. Okay, there's a conversation happening here. Let me see. It says uh, Bark says he's he's got he's in Virginia and he's got a CISSP with 18 years of experience. Holy crap, man, you about to make some money. If you got the, the CISSP, you're golden. Absolutely, that's true. Let me see. And he says yeah, I would if I would yeah, you'd get around two hundred thousand or more in 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 Virginia area. Virginia pays really good, especially if you've got a if you've got Virginia, Maryland, DC, that area, the DMV area. DC, Virginia, Maryland, D, D, DC, Maryland, Virginia, D, DMV. 
Yeah, <laughs> so much. Anyway, so that area pays really good. There's so many jobs in that area. pays pays really really well, and because there's just so much competition, they they're they're the ones getting most of the government contracts, and it's because there's three level. All the three letter agencies have their headquarters there. NSA, FBI, CIA, all of those, and some some other ones, DIA, and all all these other ones have. It's like the hub of everything. Then you've got the Senate's there, you know, the Congress is there. You've got the White House is there. Everything is there. So there's all these contractors and subcontractors, and there's just this so many cybersecurity jobs there. So, so man, it's crazy. Okay, I got a lot of people. Wow, I got a lot of people watching me right now. Mike Bill, how you doing? Bark, I've got uh, Smooth Virus, I've got uh, Ludwig. Hey, thanks guys, thanks for watching. I appreciate everybody. And if you guys didn't know, if you're caught catching this late, <clears throat> what I'm doing is I'm talking about another book that I'm that I'm putting out real soon. You're looking at like the rough draft. This isn't even doesn't even have the the actual right name here, but it's going to be Cybersecurity Jobs Resume Marketing. And this one is going to break down how you can level up using these proven techniques I've been using for many, many years. And as a matter of fact, people, there's people watching me right now who use this technique that I've directly told them how to do it. Or they took my course and they did it and now they're working remotely, working where they want to work, making the kind of money they want to make. And that's what I'm trying to help people to do, to try to... Make a whole bunch of mini bruises out there so you can, you guys can reap the rewards and the benefits of cybersecurity that I have over all of these years and not have to worry about the recession or people saying the economy is going to collapse or whatever. Because no matter what happens, cybersecurity is necessary because all of us are relying more and more on information technology. And the more we rely on it, the more heavily rely, we rely on it, the more protection is needed for your your personally identifiable information, your private information, more more protection on your social security numbers, your banking information, your healthcare information, you name it. Every industry needs cyber security. So the, the right now, as a matter of fact, there is something like 700,000 jobs that are positions that are need be need to be filled that are in the government space alone. So yeah, I'm telling you, like it. This is a hot. This is a perfect opportunity to strike while they really need more people. There's been a huge vacuum of people that have retired, gotten out of this career field. A lot of boomers are getting out because they're, you know, they're 60 plus. They're kind of getting, getting out, going, retiring and stuff. So now there's this huge vacuum of people who are come, who need to come in. Fresh blood is needed to to make this system work. Mike Bill says, I'm in school doing cybersecurity and cloud. That's awesome. Mike, I would I would highly suggest getting a cloud certification. The AWS Cloud Practitioner is a really good one. I would come out of school with that. And then also, as much as you can, Mike, if you can get some kind of experience under your belt while you're in school, that would be awesome. Get some sort of experience so that when you, you're already starting to fix your resume up, right? And the things that you need to do, the kind of stuff they want to see on your resume, I mentioned in this book. I break it down, like how they want to, how they want to see it, and all that kind of stuff. It's these controls, because the name of the game with cybersecurity, it's all about, it's all about implementation of cyber of cybersecurity controls, and actually physical controls, and management controls. There's actually quite a bit of different types of controls that you can. If you've ever done an example, like to just to give you an umbrella of like what kind of controls that they want to see, not just technical controls, not just firewalls, not just audit logs, but it's also physical. If you've ever done a physical security control assessment, that's one. If you've ever done a wireless scan, that's one. If you've ever done an inventory on a network and, and made sure that the organization has a baseline of, of all of their software and hardware that's the first two right here the first two are inventory you wouldn't think this is a security control right but if you've ever taken accountability of all the assets assets meaning their computers their servers their workstations their laptops their phones 
and made an inventory a list and you've maintained it in a database or whatever whatever have you if you've done that before that's actually a cybersecurity controls so you got to put that on your resume and before you get out of school out of school mike if you can try to get work i'm working in the college as a as a front desk that's awesome if you can get some cybersecurity under your belt some kind of if you help them to for example update their virus definitions like say you you have a desktop right in front of you you help them to upload their virus definitions put that on your resume because you can literally name the school and say i updated you know x amount of systems with the i've i have updated a critical system with the most current signature for McAfee antivirus, whatever. Like you could put that on your resume. Start building your resume before you even get out of school because the most important thing when you get out is going to be your experience. Yeah, your degree is great. Like if you have a bachelor's degree, especially if you have cloud experience. Another thing, build a cloud server before you get out. And that's something you don't even need the school for. You can build a cloud server and get an AWS practitioner cloud practitioner certification and you put that on your resume if you can help the school do any kind of cloud stuff put that on your resume i'm in the ccdc team yeah man that's awesome what what does that stand for ccdc's team is that computer department what what does that stand for okay somebody says how can i work as an iso without a clearance so OMO. So there are jobs, and back me up if you guys know what I'm talking about here. There are some ISO jobs without security clearances, but they're they're rare. And uh, I personally have worked a couple of jobs. Actually, right now I'm interviewing for a job. Well, I already interviewed for it. I got the job. I'm just doing background check. But there's clearances that are not security clearances. I mean, not secret clearances or not TSSCI clearances. There's one called a public trust public trust is like a lower level a lower level security clearance so you 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 know you there are jobs where the iso doesn't have to have a security clearance but there's also jobs where the iso can have a public trust which is not as high level as a, a secret clearance or tssei and it's way cheaper for them to do that particular type of clearance where they'll bring you in and and they'll give you that public trust clearance that's another thing another thing is that when you get into those jobs what they'll do is sometimes they'll pay for your your ssbi your background check and then you can take that background check to the next job your clearance to your next job and then you get paid a little bit more it's national collegiate cyber defense competition that's awesome put that on your resume put that on your resume is do as much as you can before you get out. You probably give a, get a job before you even get out. If you start right now, Mike, if you, if you, let me tell you something. Right now, you can put, you can list the credits that you already have from your degree on your resume, right? Then you can put that you're on the National Collegiate Cyber Defense Competition and then the accomplishments that you guys have done. Any kind of any time you've helped them with their help desk issues, troubleshooting, adding, updating patches, that kind of thing. Put that on your resume. It's just a matter of wording it properly. Put that on your resume and then put that resume up on LinkedIn. Now, it's not going to have a lot on it because you're just now getting into this field. But I guarantee you, if you put that on Monster, on Dice, on LinkedIn, and at least 10 other sites as you're building your resume you will get contacted you could have a job before you even leave the college you hell it might even be so good that you say hey you know what i'll come back to college i'll finish this later i'm and i'm being completely serious you'll get offers if you actually do what i just told you let me see okay focusing on the third risk management jobs i'm focusing on the third party risk management jobs since i have no clearance Okay, is that pretty good? Sounds like that's pretty good money, like risk management job, third party risk management job. You can still get a security a security control assessment jobs, and those pay really good if you're doing like third party risk risk assessments and stuff like that. 
that 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 could do too really good now OMO if you don't mind me asking why don't you have a clearance is it are you not eligible to get a clearance are you not a, a citizen because I know that in order to be eligible to get certain clearances you have to be a you have to be a US citizen for certain clearances and I don't I think public trust you don't need a clearance but I could be wrong I mean you don't what I'm saying so I think for public trust you don't need to be eligible you don't have to be a a U.S. citizen, I believe, but I could be wrong about that. Let me see. Okay, and then smooth job, smooth virus. Just he confirmed what I said. I'm completing my bachelor's degree now. I got the job, even though I'm not done yet. Exact. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like one time, I'll give you another example, Mike. When I I got out of the military, I had experience doing the work, but I didn't have all the requirements. I had a degree. But I didn't have, I didn't have a, I didn't have the CISSP yet. But because I had the experience, they said, hey, you know, they, I sat with through the interview. They loved me, and they're like, listen, we want to take you, but only thing is, this job requires a CISSP. Can you get a CISSP within a year? I said, I said, yeah. And they said, we'll, we'll, we're gonna send you to a boot camp so you can get this, this certification and we'll pay for the certification but you got to get it within a year i said yes i'll do it so there's flexibility like even while you're in school if you start to build your resume and market yourself like i just told you you can start getting a job you could actually get a part-time job making really good money in it and cybersecurity while you're finishing your degree and actually the company a lot of times they want you to finish that degree because as soon as you you you're done with it they'll be like okay you're a supervisor Okay, we got to pay you more. We're going to put you over here. They'll do that from time to time because they really need people who, who know what they're doing. They really need people who, who are willing to work and do this and level up. Let me see. OMO says, I'm a citizen. Man, then what is happening? Why don't you? So OMO, like if you're looking for security clearance, then what you could do, one of the things you can do is especially if you live in the east on the east coast they have a lot of jobs that require security clearance if you have the skill set you said you you work as a risk management framework person third party but you don't have a clearance you could get a job even if it pays a little bit less right and but they're willing to pay for your clearance listen it will be worth your time to work there for about six months work there for about six months have them get your clearance Take as long as it needs for them to get you a clearance and then bounce, roll out and go to another place and be like, hey, I got my clearance. And by the way, I'm a risk management framework person. They'll pay you more money like you'll they'll pay you more. Hell, after you get the clearance, they might even they might even update you. They might even pay you more since I'm doing things backwards, too. I'm in the healthcare and got a security plus and plan on going to get my master's in cybersecurity. That's awesome, man. Like. Healthcare has so many great, so many great opportunities because there's this such a huge need for healthcare professionals, people who are well versed in the healthcare industry to be cybersecurity or IT people right now. And I can just give you one example of what I'm talking about. Like it's it's so crazy right now. Let me just show you what I'm talking about. There's my book right now. If you guys, my book's right there. If you guys are trying to learn. Risk management framework, ISO stuff is blowing up. Let me see. So let me let me just take you to this site. This is a DISA site. I'm gonna take you to a DISA.mil site. Now you might be wondering, like, what does that have to do with healthcare? I'm about to show you. This is how crazy healthcare is. So I just typed in DISA.mil at eighty one forty. So let me just show you to this site. So eighty one forty and eighty five eighty five seventy is like it's like a breakdown of all the approved certifications that the Department of Defense and by proxy, some of the federal government actually uses to say, OK, these are approved certifications. So what I want to show you is this right here. See this right here? What's that say? You see that? This is on the approved list. This is an IAM level two. IAM level two means information assurance manager level two which means it's 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 a fancy word for information security 
our our cybersecurity for information security manage management, and it has HCISPP. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this certification, but let me let me show you something here. So if you type in this particular certification, I happen to know that this one is specifically for healthcare, and it's coming from the ISC2 squared. ISC2 squared is the top organization, arguably the top organization for security certifications because these are the guys who do the CISSP. Now they have one called the HCISPP, which is for healthcare security certifications. I mean, professionals. And it break. Let me show you the breakdown of this. Like, if you didn't know about this one, this is this one's hot. This one's hot, especially if you're in the healthcare industry. So this is the kind of stuff that's on that they expect you to know as a H HCISPP. And it's H HCISPP is ideal for information security professionals charged with guarding, protecting healthcare information. PHI protected healthcare health, protected health information including those in the following positions so if you happen to be an a uh, compliance officer information security privacy officer risk analysis analysis analyst high health information manager if you do any of these things they're saying hey, this is good for you and see it's listed right up here with the with all the big boys, all these CISSP and the CAP and all these other ones, I didn't know about that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, this is a this is a really really good one. Now, recently, if you happen to be entry level, this might be for Mike right here. Entry level, the CI the SC two squared recently created this one right here. This is exciting. I think this one's going to be listed on that approved list. It's an entry level certification for cybersecurity people, which is which is crazy. They're trying to compete with Security Plus, I think. But yeah, anyway, back to our subject. So we're talking about this one though. So this is crazy. This is crazy. So he just recently added this to that Department of Defense's the list of certifications. That means this certification is about to blow up. A lot of that means a lot of contractors, a lot of recruiters, a lot of HR departments are going to start listing this as a requirement at major healthcare facilities so that you have this certification. You get this something like this under your belt. And the thing is, if you've been doing this in the healthcare field for some time, you might, you might just blow this test out of the water. And then they have a breakdown of topics. So you gotta, I think you have to give them your, your information. They'll send this to you and, and you'll have their newsletter or whatever. But they have a breakdown of the domains, which I'd be interested to see this right here. Oh, here it is right here. Okay. Sneak peek at the domains. Here's the chapters. Third-party risk management, introduction to healthcare industry, governance, legal risk compliance. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. It's, they're saying it's already ranking in 39th among security clearances i don't know about that but that came from certification magazine okay yeah so that's that's really good stuff exciting times if you happen to be in this field it hasn't always been like this it's it's really hot right now there's so many there's so many job opportunities and i just want to show you guys this this little before i let you go there's so many jobs that they're looking for recently this is from July 1st, 2021 of last year, all the way till now. This is from July 29th. The White House is pushing to fill 700, 700, this is real. They're pushing to fill 700,000 jobs in cybersecurity in the United States. And what they're doing to do this is they're getting with all kinds of, all kinds of private and public and nonprofit organizations to to teach this that's how they have a whole bunch of free courses out there they've got a bunch of of, of organizations that are trying to get entry-level people in cybersecurity. like i believe booz allen hamilton did it and they go really fast like as soon as they list 
that job, it just they, the jobs just start going really fast. So the seven hundred thousand job thing is real. Yeah, this is real, man. This is this is coming directly from the 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 White House. Like the White House had a summit like last month where they said there's seven hundred thousand cybersecurity jobs we want to fill across. I think what they mean not is not just the federal government. I was I think I misspoke with that. I think they mean throughout the United States there's seven hundred thousand jobs and the reason why is because there's heightened there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes like governments are starting to attack each other there's a huge cyber war going on right now and so that's why you're hearing about all these leaks and all of these all of these hacks and stuff because a lot of companies and a lot of banks and a lot of healthcare industry facilities and stuff they don't really have appropriate they don't have appropriate security measures and what's happening is they're they're soft targets and and they're going these hackers there's there's criminal gangs there's some that are backed by by government state state governments there's some that are backed by you name it criminal organizations just you're just trying to get money whatever it's a free-for-all right now and there's and we're the u.s is the biggest target because they're the ones holding all the money right now so you know they'll go after a bank because they know what they know what the healthcare industry will pay like if they get you did you hear about the one in la like l the la school district somebody tried good on la school district they they were able to they were able to protect themselves but yeah some some hacker group went after la school district let me see if i can find that one Let me see if I can find that one. This is crazy. So yeah, that they somebody went after hackers target Los Angeles school district with a ransomware attack. They tried to get them on a ransomware attack. This was recent. This was like yesterday or something. Yeah, look at this. September tenth. Yeah. Okay. So four days ago, hackers target Los Angeles school district with a ransomware attack, and luckily. The, the school district was prepared for it. This is kind of, this is what's happening. This is what's happening across the board because we're so, we've got so many soft targets. And um, it's just, it's, it's sad to see, but that's why there's so many job openings for cybersecurity. And the White House is pushing this huge initiative to, you know, to get more people, cybersecurity analysts, information system security officers, even even things like program managers. They probably lump those those people in there. Program managers are super critical to to doing things like security and engineering. So they are part of our team. Let me see. Bizzle says, I'm looking to get into this field. Can you let me know what I could study or brush up? brush up with okay so here's here's what i here's one of the things that i show how to that i would suggest okay and this is just my two cents like some there's some gurus out there who are will tell you something totally different this is the first certification that i got from comptia comptia has one of the best curriculums out there some people really hate this certification but you know the market doesn't if you have the certification you can get hired somewhere so people can hate on it all they want. It's just like CEH. People hate on CEH, but you know what? That will pay you. And this one, if you're entry level, this is where you can start. And so one thing you should know is that certifications, you can't just get a certification and magically get a job. Okay, it's not, that's not how it works. Like you can't, if you've never done any IT work before, you got to put the work in to learn the material. But what I'm saying to you is that even though these, these, these certifications are made to validate the skill set and knowledge that you already know or the experience you already have. You can use it as a curriculum to learn, and, and that will get your foot in the door. Now, don't focus on the prize so much as the process itself, the process of learning this, this material in such a way that you can level up and start to actually do this work and, and get yourself an entry-level position that doesn't require all of these different high-level requirements so you go through this and you go through the curriculum of this and it's going to show you things like hardware operating systems how they work software troubleshooting 
network, networking, troubleshooting, security, virtualization, a little bit about cloud stuff, mobile devices. Those are kinds of the things that you're going to see on this test. But bef like before you take the test, you want to actually go read the book, break it down, learn about it, put it on your computer. You can use VMware to learn it on your own. Like you can have a virtual environment right here, right on your computer. You can set up networks in your house. What, what I did when I first started doing this, I would build computers. I would, I would buy the components, build a computer because it gets you exposure to the hardware. It lets you know how the software works with the hardware with hands-on experience. Nothing beats hands-on hand -on, hands experience. So if you can get virtual, virtual networks from things like GNS3, that's another thing you can use. Once you get this certification, like what you want to do is study. There's, this is two tests. This is not an easy test, by the way. Now, if you're not very proficient, if you're not very savvy on, on computer stuff, what you can do is go comptia.org and go to ITF. ITF plus if you want to this will tell you whether or not you should even take any of this like you whether you not you want to do this a lot of people chase that money chase the stability of IT so you you might not even want to do this you know what I mean like this right here kind of dips your toe in the waters of IT so when I keep you probably are thinking Bruce I don't care about IT I want to do cybersecurity yeah I know I know I know I understand but I cybersecurity is stands on the <laughs> you have to know it before you get into cybersecurity. it it cybersecurity is it information technology all we're doing is it's it's like one it's cybersecurity is multidisciplinary all right so for cybersecurity you're you're expected to already know information technology that's basic computer stuff hardware software troubleshooting things like that so this Something like this is an entry level that's going to tell you the terminology, the basics of information technology, how it works before you get into the hardware, hardcore stuff, which is A plus certification. A plus certification is, is actually no joke. It's, it, it's especially if it's your first certification, it's not easy. So it was my first one and it wasn't easy for me. So <laughs> it was not easy because you have to learn all the terminology and they're just throwing all the stuff at you and stuff. So like now if I went back to it, I'll be like, OK, I know this. Yeah, I know this. I know this. But if you're coming on there cold, A plus is not an easy certification to take cold. It's not easy to take cold. There's so much terminology that you have to learn. So after you take let's say you you got you went through all this curriculum you listen to bruce's live and you like man this guy knows what he's talking about i'm gonna go ahead and study for a plus you got a book you broke down the book you took notes on it you took the test you passed it another thing you could do i'm just going to tell you three different search you should do that i recommend there's another one called google this is if you don't know if you don't have a degree if you mike is already getting his degree he's already like he should he could probably do go straight to professional level certs if he wants because he's about to get a degree he's in inundating himself in this world and everything but if you happen to have no degree you're doing us all from scratch here's another one you can do and you can do this one if you're in college too it's no big deal but here's one called the google support it certification the reason why i would recommend this one is because a lot of people are taking this certification with no degree going in and and making and making this kind of salary right here this is what people are telling me. This is what my users. Now, this is anecdotal information. I do not personally have experience with this. This is all new to me. In my experience, you, you can't get into these fields without experience. But I stand corrected because several people have contacted me and said, yes, I got this IT support certificate and I'm making X amount of dollars. So this is another one you can do if you're trying to bypass the degree programs and stuff. I, this is no guarantee that you're going to get anything. OK, but I'm just telling you anecdotal information of people contacting me saying I took the certification. I'm now making X amount of dollars, not 100,000, but it's pretty good money. And it's entry level. They're doing entry level work, by the way. Another certification. Here's the hottest one of all this one. It whether you're in whether you are in a degree program, whether you are have five years of experience, whether you have a CISSP, whether you're coming in off the street, you used to be a sanitation engineer, and now you're doing this, I recommend every person take this one. 
every person, every man, woman, and child, dogs, cats living together, all of everybody should take this one. Okay, it's called the eight. If I could type, cloud certification practitioner. So there, and let me. Do, I'll just explain why this is. This one's so important. Okay, and I went to the wrong site here. Went to the wrong site. I'm trying to go to actual Udemy is a good good place to actually learn this stuff. I don't teach cloud yet. So Udemy is a good place to practice. But anyway, here it is right here, AWS Cloud Practitioner. This is why this one's so important. Everything is going to cloud. If you use Google, any Google services using cloud, Gmail's using cloud, YouTube's using cloud services, all streaming uses cloud, Netflix uses cloud. Everything's on the cloud right now. Everything is on the cloud. And AWS, Amazon is the leader in this. So Amazon's the leader in this. Amazon is killing it. Like Amazon owns something like 30% of the total market share for cloud. They they own most of the government stuff in cloud. They they their their only competition really that's that's close is Azure from went from Microsoft and and Google, Google itself. So this this certification is not hard. And and everybody should know at least this level of knowledge. And here and here's the reason why I say this. I just had. I'm in the process of getting a new job, okay. And uh, I I had literally hundreds of screeners contacting me, and it's just annoying. And I need to turn that crap off. But out of those hundreds of screeners, people calling me you know real quickly like it's like a quick interview not even an interview it's like let's see if you qualify for this anyway so out of those hundreds of screeners i had five interviews i had five interviews two out of those five i have two that are potential and one i'm actually i actually uh, they gave me an offer they gave me a job offer i said yes and now i'm going through the background process I say all this to say, going back to the cloud thing, is that out of those five interviews, four of them asked me about cloud. And some of them were pretty deep on cloud. And you got to know cloud. So if, if you happen to be in an environment where you can learn more cloud stuff, learn it. Because I'm, I'm regretful my last job. They were trying to force cloud down my throat, and I didn't want to do it. And I just kept dragging my feet about it. And I wish, back looking back, I wish I would have just done it. I wish I just would have at least taken this AWS cloud. Because they were asking me a lot of cloud questions. And I really didn't know. I'm real, I really didn't know them. You got to learn cloud. So I would. And another thing about this AWS practitioner is that, look at this. It's $100. It's 90 minutes. How hard is this? This can't be hard. It's 65 questions, multiple choice. I mean, Pearson Peer View, it's this has got to be easy. And I I'm gonna take this test. Period. I they they ask me way too many questions about it. It's getting way too ridiculous. I need to know more about cloud stuff. I need to be able to speak on it. And I was not able to do that. And so four interviewers asked me about freaking cloud stuff and I and I'm like, damn, like I really should have got more information on this i don't even do cloud i'm doing information system security officer type stuff that's the jobs i was going for and they keep asking me about cloud i'm like damn like can you ask me risk management framework questions like why what's cloud like i mean i have some exposure to it you know like FedRAMP and stuff like that but they were asking me like like how do you set it up and stuff i'm like what <laughs> what what's the difference between a paas and a and a saas i'm like oh my God, what that that kind of stuff basic really basic stuff you know cloud but i didn't know it so so yeah check this one out somebody asked me do you have a resume template i do so if you go to my site i'm i'm working on breaking down if you i'm working on having like a complete breakdown of several different resumes and resume samples and stuff in ATS format, but it's going to take me a while to do. I got to get off this call so I can go do it. But if you go to my site, convocourses.com, and you go to all courses, here's some of my stuff, books, new stuff that I put out, free stuff. 
what you're going to do is you're going to go to resume marketing. I have a course on resume marketing. The stuff that I'm writing in a book, I already have a course for it. It works really, really good. But if you want the template, I'm making it free for now. Okay, so if you happen to be watching this, you are you are in luck because I'm I'm telling you free stuff that's out there right now that I'm probably gonna make not free. So if you go to this right here, just sign up is free. Okay, so number one, you can sign up right now and it's free to sign up. When you sign up for free, there's a ton of free stuff you can download. You gotta go search for it. There's like see this free preview. Stuff like that. You gotta go through there and it'll have free stuff. This this one has a downloadable for for my resume. Has an actual download. Here it is right here. See this right here? I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can see this. So all you have to do is is if you sign up, you'll get that one for free. You'll get that one for free. That's the template. Not always gonna be free. Some of the stuff I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it paid but for now it's free so yes the answer is yes i do have a resume template i'm gonna make a lot more they're gonna be linked from the book i probably i don't know if i'll make them free or not i'm not sure probably maybe initially I, I don't know but stay tuned for that but in the meantime there's an ats style resume that's out there and thanks a lot smooth virus for your testimonial <laughs> i appreciate that okay that's it guys for this one thanks for watching a lot i got 15 people watching me here. I don't know how many people watch me on Facebook, but thanks for watching. Anyway, I'm going to make this into a podcast, so stay tuned for that one. If you want to listen to this again or whatever, it'll be out there. If you didn't know, I've got a podcast site. It's on convocourses.podbean. I got to get used to saying this. Convocourses.podbean.com. Here it is right here. Here's everything. Here's all my podcasts. If you're interested in just listening, I got more coming out. I've been trying to crank these out every day. Not easy to do. But here's somebody said, I'm sorry, can you show me where to navigate? Okay, go to convocourses.com. Convocourses.com. Courses.com. I'm, I'm working on making this its own separate link, but for now, I'm, I'm, I got to focus on writing this book. Okay, so go to all courses. And then go to the course where I talk about marketing, cybersecurity marketing. That breaks down what you do on a resume. And on here, I have a free resume. If You, si you can sign up for free. You can sign up for free, okay? It, this says $145, but you can sign up for free totally free and then what you're gonna do is go if you sign up for free tons of downloadable see this one see this is free you'll see this free stuff happen I mean popping up if you go to resume here that's where it is right there ATS resume sample I've got a whole bunch of other stuff coming but I'm just I'm right now currently working on it like obviously I'm I'm in this live right now so I can't do that while I'm in this live. So I really got to let you guys go. Thanks a lot for watching. I appreciate everybody. Tony, long time no see. I'm out of here, guys. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. Thanks for interacting.